This is Unexpected with Hannah Love. In this podcast, you will gain a new perspective of how God loves you enough to call you to things that you couldn't have imagined for yourself. You all know by now that hope is such an important theme in my life and of this show, which is why I am excited to remind you all about Thistle Farms. This social enterprise provides women survivors of trafficking, prostitution, and addiction the space to heal and thrive. In a loving community of support, women receive two years of housing, counseling, and medical support, all completely free. This is made possible because they get to work making beautiful body and spa products, candles, and essential oils, allowing them to build their savings and ultimately gain another chance at life. I've mentioned before how much I love their candles, and I also must recommend, if you're a mom with little ones, that you try their soothing body balm. My kids love anything to do with bath bombs and smelly things, so it smells wonderful and the kids love it. It comes unscented too, though, if you are not one for scents, and also in natural fragrances like lavender and tea tree mint. I think it is so beautiful that this product, just like all of their other ones, is just as healing for the one using it as it was for the woman who made it. I encourage all of you to go to thistlefarms.org where you can find their body balm, candles, and so much more. They even have gift guides for him, for her, and for each Enneagram member, and for gifts under $25. And don't forget to enter code UNEXPECTED to receive 15% off your order. Hello and welcome back. If you have been following along, you will know that over the last two weeks, we have been covering the seven mountains of influence. My hope is that you'll be able to use this series as a tool for identifying your mountain or mountains of influence and be encouraged. Once you're able to identify your gifts, you'll be able to be more intentional about using them where you are. Every person has God-given gifts, and because of these, every person is equipped to play a part in the body of Christ. Did you know that the Bible says this about gifts? Proverbs 18.16 says, A man's gift makes room for him and brings him before great men. King James Version. Another version says, A gift opens the way and ushers the giver into the presence of the great. New International Version. Not only are gifts a blessing to one who possesses them, but they are a potential catalyst to bless the whole world. Talents have the potential to bring you before great men, set you on a stage, make you stand out, reach the masses, and maybe even bring financial blessing. So what are yours? And what will you do with them when you discover God gave them to you for such a time as this? Let's learn more about the areas of influence and maybe, just maybe, you'll be inspired to uncover where God wants to use you most because of your gifts. And just as a little refresher, I will name the seven mountains of influence that inspired this series. They are media, education, family, business, arts and entertainment, religion, and government. Today, we will be tackling the giant mountain of business. On its face, business sounds a little bit boring, but 
pulling back the curtain on it, I think this area can be one of the most exciting, especially for creative people who thrive on new ideas. Idea people become entrepreneurs, and entrepreneurs are, well, (laughs) they're business people. Here is what Generals.org says about the mountain of business. The ability to literally create wealth through ingenuity, enterprise, creativity, and effort is a God-given gift and a universal impulse. The markets and economic system that emerge when people are free to pursue buying and selling become the lifeblood of a nation. This includes anything from farms to small businesses to large corporations. Of course, this realm is prone to corruption through idolatry, greed, and covetousness. In response, the church must embrace its responsibility to train up those who are called into the marketplace to manage businesses and provide leadership with integrity and honesty. We believe it is the Lord's will to make His people prosperous and that He desires for His church to use its wealth to finance the work of the kingdom expansion. Simply put, prosperity with a purpose. And that is exactly what I will lead with today. Prosperity with a purpose. Did you know that the Bible is full of business people? As much as we tend to think of them as storybook characters, the people filling the pages of the Bible had real occupations. Farmers, masons, carpenters, shepherds, on and on. Each of these occupations leads to the marketplace. Selling textiles, produce, goods, or services. So many were business people. Several of the disciples were fishermen, Peter, Andrew, James, and John. And Jesus himself was a carpenter before he began ministry at the age of 30. One of my favorite references, however, is actually a woman in the Bible named Lydia. Acts talks about Paul's journey, and as he arrives to Philippi, a group of women gather. Acts 16.14 reads, One of them was Lydia a businesswoman from the city of Thyatira, who was a dealer of exquisite purple cloth and a Jewish convert. It goes on to say that Lydia received the gospel from Paul, and she, along with her entire household, were baptized. We even learn that she used her home as a personal gathering place for believers. It is understood that she is wealthy and relatively independent. But she was one of the first converts to receive the message of Christ and was able to minister to others in part because of her successful business. The Bible never fails to amaze me with its in-depth details and stories. Outside of the Bible, though, I thought I would piece in someone else's story as an encouragement to those in the business arena. This particular man is known today as a giant for God, an innovator and one of the greatest Christian businessmen of all time. His name was R.G. Letourneau. I actually had my father-in-law to thank for sharing this story with the family a few years ago as an encouragement. He himself is a businessman and one I would consider an upstanding Christian leader in the community. When he shared this story with us, I never quite forgot the power of the testimony of R.G.'s life. Hey guys, taking a quick pause to tell you about one of our sponsors, Talk About. In this season where shopping local and watching Christmas movies do end up at the top of our to-do list, we do have to carve out space for us and our kids to be still and thankful that we have a Christmas. 
because of Jesus. Help your family find meaning in the merriment of this season with help from TalkAbout. TalkAbout is the newest Awana product designed to help you and your kids to talk together about the Bible and faith and how it all connects to this topsy-turvy world that we're living in. When you sign up for TalkAbout, you get weekly bundles of digital resources in your email with goodies like conversation guides that help you answer questions and explain scripture, midweek activity sheets, and even Spotify playlists to go along with the series. We all love a good Spotify list. So visit talkaboutdiscipleship.com and use code Hannah to try TalkAbout for free. You will get two free months of resources, including a beautiful Advent series that you can hit the ground running with today. And on the site, to go along with your faith talks, download their free Advent ideas and templates for some fun family activities. Just go to talkaboutdiscipleship.com. And now, back to our show. Allow me to read from giantsforgod.com so you'll understand exactly what I'm talking about. R.G. Letourneau dropped out of school and began working in an iron factory at the age of 14 in the year 1901. Numerous tradesmen jobs later, he discovered a passion for machinery, initially as an auto mechanic and later as the manufacturer of the largest earth-moving equipment on the planet. At the age of 28, he returned from a period with the Navy serving our country in World War I to a car dealership of which he was half-owner, that was steeped in debt due to a partner who took to drinking. Letourneau removed himself from the business with $5,000 in debt. The year was 1915. Ouch. Jobless and beyond broke, he jumped at the opportunity to level some land for a wealthy rancher. R.G. claimed that this experience was the most satisfying job he had ever held. Letourneau slowly expanded to larger and larger land leveling contracts. He continually underbid his competitors to win jobs and would scramble to invent machines to speed up the work and keep him from going broke. Although there were many technological advances in other areas of commerce in the early 1900s, in the world of earth moving at the time, it was still in the Stone Age. Roads were built by employing large numbers of men with shovels and utilizing mules to drag small plows. R.G. was among the first construction contractors to introduce machinery to moving earth. The year was 1919, and as a Christian, he felt the tug to be doing more for God. He went to his pastor, Reverend DeVol, for advice. R.G. thought that anyone who is wholly committed to Christ had to become a pastor or a missionary to truly fulfill the Great Commission. After deep prayer with his pastor, R.G. was shocked to hear Reverend Duvall say the words that guided him for the rest of his life. God needs businessmen too. This was a revelation to R.G. He immediately began to consider his business to be in partnership with God. Still, R.G. was puzzled as to why God would choose him to be his businessman especially when, at the age of 40, in the year 1927, a big construction job went bad and put him $100,000 in debt. But as R.G. remarked later, 
After seeing what God could do to restore a business and a life, He uses the weak to confound the mighty. For history buffs, the end of the 1920s marked a unique event in American history, the start of the Great Depression. Not exactly the best time to be up to your eyeballs in debt and uncertain as to how to feed your wife and kids. The following story highlights a miracle that God performed while R.G. faithfully served God and not man. The surety company that had backed R.G. on the construction job that posted the $100,000 loss was going to see to it that R.G. paid them back every penny owed. So, on Letourneau's next job, the surety company demanded that R.G. work on Sundays or else they would foreclose on his business, his house, and everything. Since R.G.'s business partner was God, he gave the problem to God to solve. The owner of the surety company, Mr. Hall, boarded a train to officially shut Letourneau down. But upon arrival to the job site the next day, something miraculous occurred. The surety man had a change of heart and allowed R.G. to continue. Although the job was completed without working on Sundays, R.G. was still deep in debt. He was able to buy some time with his creditors by committing to improving his financial reporting. The surety company installed an accountant named Mr. Frost to the reins in the books. What Mr. Frost found was worse than he had originally expected. Meanwhile, R.G. had skipped his yearly missions pledge the year before, so he was committed to making good with the Lord. He told Mr. Frost that he had pledged $5,000 to his church for missions. Mr. Frost couldn't believe it. R.G. was so far behind, even thinking of donating to the Lord was out of the question. Mr. Frost didn't realize who R.G. was partnering with in business. Unbelievably, the business managed to stay afloat and the mission's commitment was paid in full that year. Then, his business hit a breakthrough. For years, R.G. had sold the machinery he had built for himself when he got a little behind financially. Although he still considered himself first and foremost a road construction contractor, the selling of his earth-moving equipment inventions had been a profitable sideline for him. R.G.'s attorney hinted at the idea of solving his financial woes by going full force into the manufacturing business rather than rolling the dice on ups and downs of big construction jobs. R.G. then turned his complete focus to the manufacturing of his machinery inventions. After that, his financial woes were a thing of the past. The following are the revenue results of his manufacturing business produced during a time when the rest of the country was plagued with the Great Depression. In 1932, his net profit was over $52,000. In 1934, the net profit was over $340,000. And in 1938, the net profit was over $1,400,000. In 1935, with the gigantic profits pouring out of the manufacturing business, at the gentle suggestion of his wife, Evelyn, they transitioned to a 90-10 split with the Lord. 90% went to the Lord and 10% went to R.G. and Evelyn. Letourneau was fond of remarking, It's not how much of my money I give to the Lord, but how much of God's money I keep for myself. With the money, they established the Letourneau Foundation to manage the administration of donations. 
By 1959, after giving $10 million in donations to religious and educational works, the Letourneau Foundation was still worth some $40 million. In the same year, 1935, R.G. Letourneau overcame a lifelong fear of public speaking and gave his first speech at the opening of his newest plant, to which he urged his fellow Christians in the room to do more for the Lord in their businesses. In attendance at the presentation were several area pastors who immediately requested that he speak to their congregations about Christianity and business. This was the beginning of a lifelong commitment to speaking on Christians in business. In later years, with the profits from his business, he was able to purchase airplanes so he could speak more and more to audiences around the world. R.G. was a mighty man of God whose life continues to inspire Christians in business to this day. Now, you may be wondering why I'm sharing the story of this man, or you may, like me, simply be amazed at the impact that faith can have on your purpose in life. The gifts you have, if applied correctly, can result in prosperity with purpose, as the generals say. I find the message so encouraging and so full of hope that I just had to pass it along today. And while we may not all be large-scale business owners, corporate moguls, or even the leading role in someone else's company, we all have a beginning, a start, a calling, giftings that can take us to the next level and the next and the next of whatever business you're passionate about. Perhaps you're an idea person. So... Come up with some great ideas. Learn to delegate the logistics of them. Understand your strengths and your weaknesses. Then designate those who are more capable of executing, if that's not your strong suit. Again, God doesn't give gifts for no reason. And as Bob Goff says, God doesn't compare what he creates. So don't look around at all those who have done incredible things and be discouraged. Instead, Learn from them what you can and incorporate your own personal skill sets where you are. The most beautiful part is that you and many others can prosper with purpose. Once you understand your work can be a type of ministry to God, you will touch lives where you are. You'll reach those who may never be reached otherwise just by living and working in your area of business with integrity and Christian principles. The world won't be able to ignore the fruit that comes from your labor. So today, I pray this reminder finds you where you are and reminds you of exactly that. God doesn't need everyone to be preachers. He needs all manner of people to act as the body of Christ, bringing light to the darkness of this world. Thank you so much for listening today. If this episode has encouraged you, please feel free to share it with your family and friends. There's a lot of stuff going on in the world today, and my hope is that this show is a candle in the dark. 